All right, guys. Wow. Uh, this is going to be a very different episode of Wasteland High for the finale of season one. Indeed. A little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we had some technical issues and an episode that we recorded for this months ago. Sailed off um, to Tahiti. Yeah, and mysterious. At least one third of the audio sailed off to Tahiti. Two thirds of the audio. Perfect. I mean, mm -hmm. the best we've ever done, Lacey. <laughs> All right. It, yeah. We were, we were spitting fire that day. Yeah. Um, the I'm best sure. quips we had all all these insights gold. yeah um, nathaniel on the other hand he dropped the ball here uh we don't know what happened exactly but i mean he's a prince of disappointment for a reason Just nathaniel mm -hmm. being nathaniel yeah yeah <laughs> always unprepared true we were shocked that he even showed up to do this but here we are we're talking the tail end of season one um or like season one in general because I mean, it's been a while since we watched it, but the three episodes that we did or that were lost to the sands of time, um, the strip, uh, the shower or yeah, the shower, the strip and the ties that bind. Those well, are the three episodes. What? Maybe do Go we want to just give some people some context about where we are now? In the yes, series? definitely. Where we are now <laughs> is just before the season finale of season three. So yeah. Lacey and Nathaniel have a little bit more insight into the characters. Um, as you guys know, I have seen the show many times, but this is like their first or second time viewing respectively. Yeah. So, yeah, now they have a little bit more knowledge and yeah, it is so, what it is. But here we are. Yeah. So the episode after this will be back in time we're like jumping forward in time just to cover yeah. this lost episode and kind of fill in with our retrospective thoughts yes yes um so i guess uh, let's let's get into season uh, the end yeah. of season one um well i i just want to say maybe at the top like you sent us we, we didn't like fully or at least Lacey and i didn't like fully rewatch these episodes but um Dom, mm, Dom did minimum. Dom did send us this like 12 minute recap of just all of season one. And the, the thing that stuck out to me the most, just to do like a little season one retrospective, like I was shocked at how much was in season one. I felt like, me too. Yeah. Me too. I like, the same thing. Like <laughs> half the stuff that showed up in that recap, I was like, I was positive. This was like season two. So much happened. It was wild. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you're not wrong. They did jam pack a ton of stuff. Like I said, they were like burning through plots in season one. Yeah. To, to the point where like you could have stretched some of this out or, saved some of it for later because as we know in seasons two and three it seemed as though they're really spinning their wheels with some of the yeah. characters yeah so yeah but at the time in season one it was like a hot like hit everyone wanted more they were looking for those oh my god like oc moments and they gave the fans everything in season one maybe too much some might say yeah. I think I even ran across an article where they were like, or no, it was in that thing I was talking about that we, the nineties thing where they right. were like, Oh, it was so great. You know, uh, OC coming out with just burning through storylines just made you wonder like what they were going to go, you know, what they were going to do when they burned through all these storylines. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, turned out <laughs> they did not have a plan. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like sad to see that, they came on the scene in such like a hot way and it turns out to be one of the teen soaps with the shortest uh like lifespans you look at like dawson's creek they did six seasons 
Buffy, if you want to call it like a teen soap, it's in the horror teen genre. They what seven? Um, mm-hmm. One Tree Hill had ten. Nine Hundred Two One Zero had ten. So it's yeah. wild. I mean, like yeah. So like one of the big things, like I, I guess. I guess it, I don't know. I, I was pretty surprised to remember that all of the Oliver stuff was fully contained in season one. Mm-hmm. And like, fully mm-hmm. contained within like three episodes, three or four yeah. episodes. Be, yeah. Be, because I just feel like, and especially with the Oliver stuff kind of culminating in the like finale episodes, it's like, and I think this kind of speaks to what you just said, Dom, about like other team soaps just like going on forever is like, and you know, like OC burning through a lot of. Uh, Can you guys hear Heath, yeah. Heathcliff right now? Yeah, yeah he's making a little cameo. Well, no, he's just not happy that uh, I'm recording and he's not getting his outside time. So he just oh. came up to me and like cried, like, "Please let me out. I want to go outside." <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, it just seems like you know, just going back to that little seeing it all season one all recapped in like 12 minutes it's just like you would think that a full season of a teen soap would have like one male rivalry in terms of the love triangle sort of thing with like the main love interest of ryan marissa but it's like the you have luke but then that just ends you know and then so the fact that in one season you have like two different well, Dudes. technically, you have three—three uh, three if you want to like even include Teresa into it because they switched it up. Right, right, right. So, Adding yeah. another element to yeah, that. It, yeah, it just that's se- true. Yeah, it seems so just scattered. It's like, yeah, it's it just jam packing it with, yeah, to just to to look back and think like, man, one season had two, yeah, four different people in a love quad situation yeah. and it was exciting it was i mean when looking back on that season i'm like i would re-watch season one again over watching season three right now like oh, this oh, yeah. i mean 100%. there's so much more going on especially in the beginning of season three now so Ugh. there's just there's just so much going on in that in all of that punch, i want to punch season three in the face it's so <laughs> yeah. tough to get well, through I think yeah i think it's interesting because like i i think i remember in season one and season two we were complaining a lot about how fast they were burning through stuff. Mm. But mm-hmm. I would like, if you give me the two OC options of burning through stuff, season one and season two style or Johnny for 98 episodes, uh, like or Matt Ramsey, or Matt Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. Story, the the stupid hospital hospital. Story line it's yeah. like yeah. the whole season. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whereas in season one, that would have been wrapped up in two episodes. Tops. Oh, yeah. Like, Johnny would have been here and then gone easy. Dead next episode. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the other thing to consider along these lines is like, I, 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 if I, okay, if I had to choose between 80 episodes of Johnny and Matt Ramsey or 80 episodes of like Oliver fuckery i'd probably choose oliver because at least yeah, he's he was more way more exciting <laughs> he, was, he, he was intriguing because remember when we were watching it that whole time we were like is he like this like like is he gonna is he do lying? something yeah. yeah yeah there was a whole element that we weren't sure about with him lying that we never ended up getting resolved of whether right, we never parents. see his parents yeah he yeah. just lives in this penthouse all this stuff whereas with johnny <laughs> They gave us so much backstory on him. They gave us his mother. They gave us his, his high mom, school Gwen. His, yeah. <laughs> his cousin, Sadie. Like, they gave us so much. His best friend, Chili. 
his <laughs> his ex girlfriend like it's as if they had this backdoor pilot or backdoor um, spinoff thing going on with Johnny and the, and the public school kids that they're trying to get off the ground mm-hmm. or something because it just doesn't make so much sense to give him that much story. Whereas with Oliver, they gave us the bare minimum. And while in, in the moment I can speak to this um, in real time, like in season one, people hated Oliver, but it was a hate. Like you just want him to get his, yeah, you yeah. know, you want him to get his comeuppance. And it wasn't so much that he was boring. It was that he was tearing apart yeah, yeah. the the key couple and it made our hero look like he was crazy. That's why we wanted Oliver mm-hmm. gone. But yeah, given my druthers, bring Oliver back. He was chaos <laughs> incarnate, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. He, was, he, he was kind of what we've been talking about, um, having somebody who was in the group causing yes. the drama. Yeah, that's what and, I was just going to say. He could have been that villain in the group. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know we're like in season one here again, but like, uh, it, it's just so weird. Like in season three, we did have that character with Caitlin, but then she's right. around for like two episodes and then she's gone. But whatever, we don't need to talk about season mm-hmm. three. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, uh, it's kind of crazy too in that first clip that we see that Marissa and Ryan got together and restarted, did their, their whole restart thing that they have done a couple of other times. Yeah, since can we then. just start over? Yeah, do a start over and then break up and then are separate. You know, they're separated by by the end in these in this finale here. Yeah. And yeah. And it was crazy too. uh, you know, watching that 12 minute recap in that the trajectory was so similar to what they what the show does later, especially in season three with like uh, you have them together, Ryan and Marissa, then this kind of mysterious guy comes along that Marissa's kind of obsessed with in season one, that's Oliver. And then it pushes Ryan to the brink where he's like, I can't do this anymore. And then he finds his solace in another woman. Right. Which is true. Yeah. Which is Teresa in season one. Right. Um, and it's just, they just replay that, but way more drawn out and annoying later very on. Much so. Very um, much so. But yeah, I mean, with, with all the retrospects, and like foresight we have like yeah i would give anything to get a fucking firebrand wild card like oliver back yeah um that's that's part of the reason why like other teen soaps they do this sort of thing better where i was saying uh like they don't have any villains in this like core cast of kids you don't have anyone like driving the plot you just have all these external influences coming in and fucking stuff up for like an episode or two and then they're gone and it's just not as exciting if you have someone in your group who you're connected to in some way but is also fucking your life up you know so hopefully we'll get that uh in season four i don't know it's gonna be well yeah that's neither here nor there we're in season one right now so Um, can you remind me of the um last because we were doing three this time which oh, feels yeah. like a At lot yeah. especially with uh with so much going on in that season um uh just you know a, a recap of the you know sure third I guess. To last and kind of remind you what we're going through in that process because I, I, I know try. that i had takeaways i just i didn't take notes back then so sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, let me see. In the shower, we have uh, Julie's um, bridal shower. Her sister comes through, causes chaos. Um, oh, I forgot about her sister. Yeah, so did the show. Um, <laughs> Seth meets Summer's father for the first time, Dr. Neil Roberts. It's our first introduction to him, and it Wait, goes horribly wrong. Was it the si- Is it a is different it actor? Nope, same actor. Really? really? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I same thought actor. they changed it. Yeah, I so thought they changed I. it. They didn't. Huh. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what Ryan was doing. Oh. Nope. Making, making babies. Making babies. Maybe that's when he was hooking up with Teresa. I'm not even sure when that happened. Because, uh, yeah, it, I have no, no idea, actually, when they hooked up. Maybe it was in the shower. I'm not sure. But in, in the... Uh, in the strip, you have everyone except oh. for Marissa going wait, to- Wait, wait, quick question about the shower. Yeah. Is that also, that's not also Teresa's engagement party episode, no. is it? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, that happened like prior to that. Oh, um, it did. Okay. Yeah. The strip, um, Ryan, Mar- wait, Lacey, are you right about something? <laughs> Hold on. Let me double check. I think you're right. I don't know if you're right. I can't go back. The HBO Max app, it's ridiculous. I can't like start multiple episodes and do stuff, but whatever. Um, In the strip, Seth and Ryan and Summer, they all go to Vegas for Caleb's uh, bachelor party. Okay, I'm going to go back to the shower again real quick. Ah, The shower. Okay. Because if it is that episode, we had a lot of thoughts because that's when Marissa, uh, like, imposed herself on Teresa's family. On Teresa's family. No, it can't be. The, no, there's no way that it can be uh, the shower because Luke would have still been there, right? Because that was the whole thing is that uh, Julie and Luke got found out and Luke was like begging for one last chance to say goodbye to Marissa. Uh, he went to Chino with Ryan to like get her back there's a whole thing. Yeah, there's no Luke in the shower. I'm like scrubbing through the episode right now. Okay. I'm trying to scrub through it too. Wait, what's the yeah. main what's the main thing up for contention here? It's the Is Lu- that uh Marissa was at Teresa's, but no, Teresa is oh, Teresa is at the Cohen's with the black eye. Right, I see that. Oh. Yeah. I see the meeting with the good doctor. Yeah, Dr. Neil Roberts um, will come to uh, either love or hate in season three. It's a toss-up. Yeah, so Ryan is going to go back to Chino right now to deal with Eddie. That's what I was seeing. And then Sandy talked him out of it. Right, okay. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you which episode uh, our good our good dude Luke left. RIP to Luke. Uh-huh. miss you, bro. Miss you hard. I know. It was so sad seeing him again in that cliff. I was like, look. Oh. Yeah. God. We we're and just he was talking calling about- out Oliver. He was calling out Oliver. Yeah, yeah. I had your back with Oliver, man. Yeah, that was uh. great. Um oh wait. Yeah, it was the episode prior to the shower. Oh it's the proposal where uh, oh. the synopsis is Marissa is mad at Julian Luke. <sighs> Caleb proposes to Julie. That's that's when we say goodbye to Luke is in the proposal. So it was the episode just prior to, to hour three. Um, so yeah, the strip has uh, everyone going back to or going to Vegas for Caleb's 
uh, bachelor party. That's where Jimmy finds out. Jimmy and Sandy both find out that uh, they got screwed over by Caleb with the lighthouse, the restaurant that they were planning on uh, starting. The restaurant. Up. Yeah, yeah, the we're all we're all for that restaurant. Man. Such wasted I, potential. Yeah, people could have worked like characters could have worked at that restaurant and been connected to the Coens, and uh, it would have been a whole thing. But uh. And they but get that, swindled by the strippers, right? Oh yeah, Ryan, yeah and then, the and then Ryan of escorts, and then yeah. Ryan has to like win yeah. the money back. Yeah, he has to like bluff and poker or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was just like a fun whatever episode to get them out of town, so that way uh, Marissa could deal with the whole Teresa of it all because Teresa tells Marissa that she's pregnant first. Oh, and then Summer. It shows up in Vegas and sees Seth with like some girl sees him with the escorts, right? Yeah, yeah. And that it's didn't whatever. matter. Yeah. No, she's just there for the comedic relief, like Seth and Summer usually are. Um and that's pretty much all of the episode. I mean, Jimmy punches Caleb after he finds out that he's trying to hold Marissa hostage with this blackmail deal in mm. order to get Jimmy his money. Um you still hate Jimmy Cooper. Yeah, you, you, but you're forgetting about the sexy firemen strippers. Ah, at uh, at the bridal shower. Yes, yes. Yeah. That I'm forgetting about that. I'm sorry, Nathaniel. Do you want to spend some time talking about the strippers? Um. Yeah. I mean, they're buff. They're. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're it, paying their way through medical school, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, they had um, a lot going on those strippers. Yeah, but. Yeah, Sandy and the boys in Vegas. Back when Sandy uh, was a good dude. I think we had some discussion about being underage in Vegas and like how actually boring it is. I just kind of, that's sort of always been my opinion about Vegas. So I feel like we probably talked about that a little bit. (laughs) See, like I, I had like not a bad time in Vegas when I went with my family. Um, when I was a teenager, I just hung out in arcades and mm. walked around the, uh, the well, I didn't go to well, the how old were you? I was 15. I was actually yeah. the age these kids are supposed, supposed to, be to be. Okay. Yeah. I was in my brain. I'm like, Oh, they're like 19, like on the cusp of being 21. But they're Absolutely not. not. They're not. not. In real life, they're like 25 <laughs> at this time filming, but they're supposed to be playing 15 or 16. Right. So. Yeah, I got pulled to Vegas like once or twice, I think because my mom thought it would be great fun, but mm. I didn't have like the worst time imaginable, but it was definitely not my like vibe. I don't remember going to arcades though. That probably would have been cool. I, I my, Yeah, they're yeah. like underground. The arcades there are pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's where I mm-hmm. had my fun. I was yeah. chilling in arcades and I mean, shit in gift shops. They had yeah. shit in there. I mean, my, Yeah, there's a lot to look at. But like Also they hand you porn when you walk down the streets. There's yes, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of naked, oh, yeah. naked ladies. Yeah, I hate Vegas. No, I mean, yes. dudes handing out like pamphlets of um, escorts and stuff. And I was, yeah. I was collecting them. I was 15 <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh shit. So that was wild. We got yeah. tricked. I went with some girls, some girlfriends. You got like, tricked out? What? No, no, we got tricked into going to like a Magic Mike show. Like it was supposed to be, they were like, oh, come to this Magic Mike show. And all the girls wanted to go. So I was like, yeah, okay. And it was just oh, a strip club. It wasn't yeah. a particular like magic. Like it wasn't like, 
I thought it was going to be like Magic Mike oriented where they're just like dancing or whatever. And it was just a strip club. And it was really weird. <laughs> it oh. was really weird. So you were the only, because I know for a fact Nathaniel's never been to a strip club. I've, I've been, never to, been two. to Lacey, get it, girl. I've Look been at to, you. I went to one in San Francisco once with some girlfriends. Was it called Studs? It or was inches ladies. Or? It was a lady. It was oh. so grody in San Francisco. It was so nasty. Which one did you go to? I don't remember. I don't. I used to know the name of it, but I I don't remember it anymore. There's one next to the Warfield that I like (sighs) walked into once when I was 18 and they're like, in or out, dude. And I was like, oh, and I ran out (laughs) because I just like I was walking in San Francisco with some friends and I was just like, oh, what if I just go in the strip club? And yeah, they didn't care. They're like, come on in. And I was like, oh. And I just walked right out. See, this is around the time that I knew you. So I'm certain I would have told you the story about it. But like for but I feel like so what I when I hate saying this because it makes me sound weird, but like I thought at strip clubs they like strip and you know and there's like this whole process of stripping. Well when we went there, the women just came out naked. They just walked mm. out naked. There was no Wait, nice. there was no tops stripping and bottoms involved. or just tops off. Just totally naked. Just totally wow. naked. There was no stripping involved. So I was like, well, this is not very interesting to watch. Like <laughs> it's just a room full of naked there's, people. There's no <laughs> there's dramatic a lot of tension. Really gross guys. Yeah. It was really gross. It was yeah. the uh, my only other uh, like strip club uh, adjacent story I even have is a night after like going to a club or a bar or something. We we're in San Francisco and we went to a diner, and it happened to be near a strip club, and we could just hear all like as we were going into the diner, we could hear the strippers discussing prices for like taking them home. Oh mm. yeah, that, I was like, oh shit, that's how it goes down. And I was like a little like twenty year old kid like hearing that, and I was like, oh, that's what's up. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, so they had like they had their side hustle going. Yeah, you get them in the strip club, they do all their things, and then after, if you want to keep that shit going, like they can discuss prices, and I'm with that. I approve. Yeah, and that's what happened to Ryan and Seth almost basically yeah, they much. took them home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then they got swindled. Indeed they did. But then Ryan and Seth had to do some swindling. Mm. And that was like the trucker hat thing. You remember trucker hats? That was weird. Ryan was wearing one. Also, season one, that was Ryan's best hair. Mm. Um, Oh. In season two, he had that bowl cut thing going on. They were trying to make him look younger in that season season two, right? It worked. Uh, no, I, yeah, I guess they were in season two. They're trying to make him look younger, but in season one, he—I don't know—he had like the bang situation, and it was all moosed up. But in season three, he looks like someone's father. So I don't know. He's got like some cop haircut. Personally, that's how I, I remember getting when we yeah the beginning of season three, and it was like okay, Ryan just looks—he just looks like a grown man now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then a lot of the things they were having, they were having him do too. So yeah, yeah in this season, he's got. He's got. Is he still wearing cufflinks? No, those are gone. His, cufflinks? You mean his, his wrist cuff? His, I mean his wrist cuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I know he got rid of those the choker gone. by the end of season one. The choker was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was rocking those for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think even in season two, he like it's when he's like getting into a fight with somebody, but not really. He like points out. He goes, "Nice wrist cuff" to the guy wearing one. Right. That was gonna beat him up. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, um, and yeah, he still has his wrist cuff in the end of season one. I'm going through the episode right now. He's rocking a wrist cuff. Yeah, because I remember specifically writing a note with the song, like, 
I can hear you like tearing through your notes right now. <laughs> Those pages and pages of notes. I, 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 I appreciate it. Uh, Nathaniel, do you have any more thoughts on uh, season one? Any of the, uh, the three episodes that we covered? Wait, what was the last one? We did the shower, the strip. Uh, the ties that bind the grand the finale. The ties that bind. Yeah. And looking back, this might be my least favorite uh, finale. As a child, mm. like as a kid, it was like one of my favorites because I was like, oh, there's so much shit that happens. But it's a lot of shit that happens that doesn't need to happen. It's all very contrived because mm-hmm. Ryan doesn't know if the baby is even his or not. And the Coens keep saying to him, you and Teresa can stay here. You don't have to drop out of school. You don't have to go back to Chino. We have the resources. We can help you. Mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. both just like, no, we have to do this on our own. And it's very like, why? Just why do you have to do this? And with the whole Jimmy getting paid off to um, have Marissa move in with Caleb, after he cashes that check, there's nothing that Caleb can do. He can cash a check and yeah. Marissa can get a house in Newport and she doesn't have to go live with uh, Julie if she doesn't I, want to. I feel but that like, would mean that Jimmy would be taking back his word. And oh, and Jimmy, we can't. Have, yeah, Jimmy Cooper, Sterling, man uh, of his word, is a man yes. of his word. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, top, 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 but, uh, top shelf, Jimmy Cooper. I think I definitely remember us distinctly talking about that. The whole like, why does Jimmy yeah. Cooper still need to like adhere to that deal right. or whatever? Um, yeah he absolutely doesn't have to but, and it's quite ridiculous and that's why but, part of the reason why i think it's like a lame finale now yeah um mm. but yeah that, that's what i was gonna say about the first thing you said dom about this finale is like it just like it it feeling so arbitrary yeah for for uh ryan and Teresa to be like we gotta do or at least for ryan to be like we gotta do this on our own it's just like having more experience now with the oc and like seeing their kind of m storytelling mo kind of in a lot of stuff Uh it's like they want they clearly wanted everyone to be in a certain place yeah and it was just like well this is just a reason this is how we're gonna do it it's probably it's it's not the best reason or the best thing we could come up with that would justify things better it's just a way and it's probably like the first thing they thought of or whatever yeah, yeah, they should have really taken another pass at this because there are better ways you can have um, all of these characters do what you want them. Like, if you need to get them in spaces, you can make that happen. But, I mean, you can, for starters, make the baby Ryans, like, off the bat, <laughs> instead of having mm-hmm. this, like, is it, is it not type of thing? Because mm-hmm. having that question and having the Coens, like, offer their support, it makes it is it doesn't make sense for ryan to even leave because there's this huge question mark and we get that he's supposed to be this noble kid and he wants this child to grow up better than he did but if you want the child to grow up better than you did don't leave your family with millions of dollars like don't leave your family with millions of dollars who's offering to help you stay Mm -hmm. there drop out of high school as a teenager like none of those are going to be great you're going right to back to the neighborhood where you had to struggle your entire life. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? And it wasn't just because your dad wasn't there. It was like you were living in poverty, man, and like yeah. in the place that you were living. <laughs> you guys were struggling every mm-hmm. day. So why not live in a place where you don't have to struggle and there's better care for Teresa in Newport? And mm-hmm. I understand she wanted to be with her mom, but then 
do like a co-parent thing where, yeah, she can go back there, but there are going to be times where she stays with the Coens and like have her doctor's appointments there or something. I don't know. It just, it again, doesn't make sense. Well, there's not a lot her mom can do while she's pregnant anyway. I think so. we talked, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think I remember us talking about that too. That yeah, like what is the mom even going to do? Right. I mean, if anything, it's going to be providing the same sort of care, like giving them a free room. Yeah. That she and, like the Coens are already doing that. Yeah. And they and, have a pool house. And, and like, yeah. and like what would be like, uh, so if they stayed, if they chose to stay with the Coens, which they should have, if they were going through this, like when the time actually comes when the baby is born and you would probably need a mother's help more, I would assume like, what are the Coens going to say? Like your mom can't come over and visit right. and like stay here or like, you know, stay with you during the day and like help you. It's like, what, sure. what it like you, you need to physically live 24 seven in the same space as your mom for this to work or else it's just off the table. All these, all, is all, good mind. all these resources, this fucking mansion, all this space in a, in a nice city. It's like, no, like I, I would choose just staying in a place in the physical vicinity of my mom 24 seven. And not only that, Ryan would then be going back to the neighborhood where he had so many problems before mm-hmm. these problems that didn't go anywhere. He's going back. And so was Teresa. She's going back to the same neighborhood where Eddie beat the shit out of her. Like she's going back to the neighborhood where her abuser lives and knows where her, she is. And mm-hmm. then he's going to find out that she's pregnant and the kid may not be his. You think he's going away after that? No, he's going to like try to weasel his way back in somehow. He's going to go after Ryan repeatedly. I don't know. It just seems silly. And yeah, to take it a step further with the whole Seth of it all, him feeling so like distraught that Ryan is leaving and so down because he's losing his best friend slash brother. I think we also looked up the distance between Chino and Newport and it's like a (laughs) 45 minute drive. Right. right, It's not that bad. So weekends you get to go hang out. I mean, if Ryan is dropping out of school, then he's got more time on his hands and it's not as if the baby is being born tomorrow. Teresa's maybe a month along, maybe six weeks. You guys got the whole summer. You can hang out. Mm-hmm. Why run away? I don't understand. Yeah. So, yeah. It Wasn't there some reasoning about needing to find a job right away or something like that? And that was kind of what right. his rush was about. But if he stayed with the Coens or even mm-hmm. accepted some help from them, he wouldn't have to find a job right away. Why wouldn't he have asked Kirsten's, like, to get him the hookup with like a local, like the construction company that she regularly uses or whatever. Doesn't he does end up working for a construction company during this time? Yeah. Uh, in season two. Yeah. He ends up doing construction. So why wouldn't he ask Kirsten or better mm-hmm. yet, why wouldn't he ask Kirsten to like find them? The, the Coens could have offered, like they already offered the pool house. Fine. She also could have found him a nice small apartment somewhere so that way they yeah, didn't have to live I, with Teresa's mother. I don't know. It, yeah, none of it makes sense. And, and no. to, I mean, to keep things simple, like, may we not forget the fucking 100K that Kirsten spent on Jimmy fucking yes. sad sack. Like, <laughs> That's yes. right. Jimmy is just some old boyfriend who lives next door. Ryan is now her like her set- child. Yeah, her child, like, essentially. So it's like, he doesn't need 100K. 
back in 2003 or whatever it was at the time, 04. like Oh four, like, but yeah, like paying for an apartment so they don't have to stay there and their dignity can stay intact or whatever. Like yeah. there's so many things that could be done. And legally Ryan is still under their care. They're letting him go. Yeah. So there's nothing stopping either of them from one, either putting their foot down and just saying no, or two, like you said, Nathaniel, providing them money to keep their dignity and everything, giving mm-hmm. Ryan like an allowance, like a couple grand a month for the baby for like food and all this other stuff. So that way he can continue to go to school. It, yeah. None of, no, there, none there's of so it. many other things That's that can right. happen. I remember saying this a lot in this, when we were reviewing this is none of this makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Yeah. The drama a is all of there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, Ryan, Ryan just, you know, we've seen him grow here and there in little ways, like uh, as the seasons go on. But yeah, I mean, especially just right here and now in this finale, it's like he's not he he thinks about like helping and being the protector and the provider in a very like narrow minded way. Like he thinks. I just need to be there and brute force my way through helping rather than let me look at all the cards on the table and figure out the most pragmatic way to <laughs> yeah. uh, assist that. He just thinks like, oh, I'm just going to move back to Chino and work some shitty job and that's just going to be better somehow because yeah. it's just I'm brute because he, of I, proximity. Yeah. Again, it's just proximity, brute forcing helpfulness in a way that's really not ultimately that helpful and spoiler alert we see that all like fall apart in like the season two yeah kind kind of like very quickly opening arc so it's just like what was this all for and we know what it was all for it was just for the drama of it all and like i said initially when i was a child and i watched this it worked i was like oh my god what are they gonna do how are they gonna get out of this but in the first episode, it's all undone in season two. Yes. So everything is right. like reset. The kids are back. Um, Teresa, she's sort of like still out there somewhere, but everything is sort of reset to the point where it's like, well, there were no stakes to the end of season one, really. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. I mean, we got Seth and his fucking boat. Yeah, he sailed off to Tahiti. That's what I was saying. Like, it was a 45-minute trip to Chino, but instead he's going to sail off into the sea because he's so upset. And he breaks up with Summer. No, he doesn't say anything. He writes a letter. He writes a letter. Yeah. And and that's it. And then he's gone. After all of that work to get Summer, now he's just, like, throwing it all away because Ryan's leaving, which didn't make sense either because we were like, well, he was spending a lot of time with Summer. He went through a lot of work to get with Summer. And just because Ryan's not there doesn't mean that he didn't have nobody because he had Summer there. Right. But, I mean, I think that they didn't plan this at all. And we we know that because these writers, they were just, like, churning the shit out as they were going. Um, this goes to show, like, early instances of just, like, how toxic Seth is in their relationship. Mm-hmm. He he discards Summer at like multiple points in their relationship for the next three seasons, as we see. He he completely like takes away her agency and doesn't like cr- really credit her 
as his other half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sort of just, it's all about him at all times and whatever he's feeling. And he's feeling lonely because his best friend slash brother is leaving. But he's also got this woman that he's been chasing for the better part of his life and claims that he loves. But at the first sign of any type of like hiccup in his life, he's like, oh, you don't matter. I got to go. I'm out of here. And yeah, I would, I, it would have been great to know, like, this is the like, like turning point for Seth. And after he comes back in season two, he learns from all this. But we're in season three and he's still doing this shit. So, yeah. And I mean, this is one of the of all of the toxic Seth schemes that he's pulled that push Summer away. I mean, this is this doesn't even really I mean, I'm trying to remember the full scope of his state of mind here in this finale but this seems like the most selfish like it it's really just about like yeah. beca- because we see in season three he's he does some toxic things that involve summer directly mm-hmm. you know um but this is just about yeah him being like she didn't do any like literally nothing to do with her he has her She's with him they're both happy they're, they're both happy and just because Ryan leaves he just he throws it all yeah, away. Yeah, throws it all away on a plan that we see, again, spoiler alert, just amount to trash. Yeah. Um, and then he's got to do, and then just, just for him to do his whole song and dance rebound thing every time he, he he's he's toxic. And then he's like, oh, come on, I fucked up. Like, blah, Take blah, back. blah. Yeah. I'm just, sorry. I said, I'm sorry. You have to forgive me. Basically, Mm -hmm. that's his whole thing is like, if he apologizes, the slate should be wiped clean. Like, Tabula Rasa, you can't remember my my misdeeds or anything. I said, I'm sorry. All's forgiven. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it works, man. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of an interesting thing. Just generally thinking back to like teenage years of like when you get to a point where you've done something wrong or some like you're. Uh, girlfriend or boyfriend did something wrong like how, just that that default of like i'm sorry kind yeah. of thing where it's just like there's no deeper way to communicate what went wrong or it's just this kind of very vacuous sort of like empty come on like yeah i, I fucked let's, up let's go back to the way things were before i fucked up let's just yeah pretend this never happened and you can't Ryan, do that ryan and marissa do that Pretty yeah, often, you're like saying, you were just yeah. saying, they like. Can we just restart? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah. happens mostly with mostly with Marissa. We'll we'll see. She's always asking Ryan, like, "Can we just start over?" Like mm-hmm. after Oliver, like uh, after uh, and with Ryan after the stuff with Teresa, he's like, "We were broken up," and she's like, "We were broken up for a week." <laughs> St- like, still they were broken up. I'll give Ryan that. Like, he's been he was pushed to the brink with the whole Oliver thing. But to Marissa's point. In one week, he fell back in with an old flame and then decided that it wouldn't work out. And now he's back with Marissa saying, like, let's start over. So I think, too, and and kind of thinking about Marissa and Luke's relationship, I'm guessing that and, and thinking on my past relationships in high school where there was a breakup, then it was like the, the expectation wasn't that necessarily it was a breakup. Like, hmm. You know, like you're still maybe there's still an opportunity, like like a like a break. I guess. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I see what you're saying. Like there was still, you know, and I, sure. I imagine Marissa and Luke maybe went through this a couple of times. Oh, we're, I'm you know over you or whatever, and they mm. t- 
they break up or take a break for a little while and then they get back together or something like that. And so I could see why Marissa would have been like, well, were we really broken up? It was only a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're, I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, it's very tumultuous in high school and it's like, I don't know. The stakes are just like not as high. So when you break up with someone, it's more like, you're breaking up until the person comes to you and you don't feel like being mad at them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nathaniel, you're, you're awfully quiet over there. Are you doing all right, buddy? I'm just watching the final scene to the tune of hallelujah. Mm. I wonder uh, if that'll come back ever. We'll see. Uh, Ryan looking at Marissa in the rearview mirror as she gets mm. in a limousine to her new home. Yeah, it's supposed to parallel the opening shot of episode one, or not the, or the closing shot of episode one. Wait, what are you saying? What are you watching the last time? The, uh, the finale. Why are you talking one. of, oh, of season one. Oh, yeah. I'm watching the, oh. I'm watching the finale of Breaking Bad. You what, talked what, about, what are you yeah. talking about? I don't know. You talked about that with the parallels too. Yes, because there was a, there was a couple you pointed out that I didn't remember. Well, that I didn't and, know that I noticed. Well, until you interrupted, I was about to talk about it again, Lacey. How My dare bad. you? Yeah. Um, no, but so Ryan is looking at Marissa as he's in Teresa's car, leaving the Cohen's estate. And Marissa's getting into a limo that parallels the season one uh, premiere, uh, the tail end of that episode where Ryan gets into uh, Sandy's car as he's being taken away from the Coens because Kirsten just doesn't want Ryan there. And he's watching Marissa through the rear view as she gets in uh, Luke's truck. And it's like, ah, what could have been type of thing. So it's it's parallel. It's a parallel of the premiere and the finale, like back to back type of thing. And they it's Ooh. right before that they're talking on the beach where uh, Seth and Ryan first got beat up by Luke in the premiere. And mm -hmm. Summer's like, oh, you guys were at that party? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this like final shot. I think it's the final shot. No, not, not quite the final, but uh, Marissa taking a big swig. Mm. Oh, yeah. Marissa. Vodka yeah. In, in the new mansion. That's like Marissa and her alcoholism. I wonder if that'll go anywhere. That is her go-to when she is, when her and Ryan break up. She doesn't drink when she's with Ryan. And then when they break up, she's like, turns into like a huge alky. Yeah. I mean, she's. She's got her problems. I'll give them that. But they don't, again, this is something they don't really ever address. Uh, they they talk about it every once in a while. And they say, Marissa's got a problem with alcohol. And like, you got to watch out for Marissa. She she tends to hit the bottle. Mm -hmm. But then. And they save her from rehabs and don't. Yeah, they don't let her, let her go to therapy. Give her the treatment that she yeah. needs. Mm -hmm. Or then she does go to therapy and meets crazy people and then no one follows up on her whole therapy process. Right, right. It's, yeah. Well, they, uh, they have all these storylines and they just like peter out. You can do so much with Marissa in therapy where she doesn't meet a con artist um, who has like mental problems. You can do something where she actually addresses what's been going on in her life. But yeah, as we said, we're currently watching season three and there's so much stuff that she's gone through since season one that she should seek therapy for. 
but mm-hmm. yeah. it's never addressed. But no. when she had that OD and TJ, that's when uh, Julie was like, oh, I want you to see a therapist. And then after that, nothing more of it. It was the way that Julie approached therapy, I think. Sure. Uh, using it as yeah. a, a punishment yeah. or a weapon versus um, it needing, because uh, I don't want, I don't, I was going to talk a little bit about Kirsten, but ah. um, eh, it's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk predictions for season two? No, because we. Yes, I know. Jesus. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> well, no, we can't. We've already seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I'm already aware. talked about all the seasons in here. Yes, we I'm have. like, where are we placing this episode? Because we've already talked about. We're, gonna- We're placing it right where it goes. I mean, we've only okay. released the first whatever, and this is going to go in that spot. So, yeah. Um, I mean, on the whole, we have said how much we prefer season one mm-hmm. to rewatching either seasons two or three. And. Mm-hmm. Man, that's wild stuff. Because in my experience with teen dramas and all this stuff, season one is usually it's nice and all, but season one for other shows is like the right. bar, like the low point. And then yeah. it, you build on everything else that you established in season one. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this show, it's just it's it's the pinnacle, obviously. For whatever reason, I mean, this is where it gets its hooks in you. And in seasons two and three, it sort of peters out. I will say season four, it's one of my favorites. They do a lot of different things. They're just having fun, it feels like, in season four mm-hmm. with, uh, with the storylines again. So that's, mm. that's something to look forward to, I guess. But uh, yeah, this has been our finale season one uh, recap. Uh, sorry again for the technical issues. I can't say that it won't happen again, but hopefully we will uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, guys. Mm. This has been Wasteland High. Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next time with the season two premiere. Um, I believe that's called The Distance. This is going to be uh, the first episode we cover there. I'm not sure if we started doing two episodes or three. Ep- or I think three. we. I think we uh, only st- we only started two. I think in season three. Uh, okay. Well, then we have The Distance, The Way We Were, and The New Kids on the Block. So. Check those episodes out when they drop. This has been Wasteland High. Thank you very much for listening. We are out of here. See ya. Bye.